authority is making God real in your life. You can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org. Now sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen our daily walk with Jesus Christ. Join us in this broadcast, The Greatest Gift, as Kim Miller brings us a message out of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Hello and welcome to this broadcast of Woman at the Well Ministries. And what an absolute pleasure it is to be able to speak to you today on the thought of the greatest gift. Many of us have received memorable gifts in our lifetime. We've received things that we will we'll never forget, things that uh, perhaps were years ago when we got them. We may still have them. We may not, but we still remember them. We've also received gifts that were perhaps even expensive, and we can't even recall where they came from or what they were or perhaps why we received them. So gifts are very interesting in that for the moment, they may be something that truly thrills you and perhaps even for the moment it may meet a need that you have but most gifts they either wear out or break or somehow or another they lose that splendor that they had when you first gave got them but there is a gift that never loses its splendor and there is a gift that never wears out and there is a gift that when received will change your life completely and forever. Most gifts of that kind of magnitude are incredibly expensive. And this gift that I am talking about out of Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9, is no different. In fact, it is priceless. The Son of God, the King of kings and Lord of lords, left the splendor of heaven packaged himself as a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. He lived his life tempted as we are yet without sin. And then on the appointed day, he went to the cross of Calvary to pay for your sins and mine. And on that cross of Calvary, he shed his blood. Now, the difference between Jesus, this gift that keeps on giving, and even the other two that were crucified on that same day is one, he was sinless and perfect. He had no reason to be on that cross. He had no reason to package himself as the greatest gift other than his love for you and his love for me. In addition to that, what makes him so different than the other two that were on the cross that same day that he was, 
was that when they had given up their life, deservedly paying for the penalty of their crime at the time, they remained in that grave, and they had no power to resurrect. But that gift that keeps on giving, who laid himself out on the cross of Calvary and shed his blood for you and me, when he gave up the ghost, though he could have at any time called 10,000 angels to destroy the world, yet he chose to die for you and me. For you see, he understood that we were all sinners and that we've all come short of the glory of God. And Romans 3.23 echoes that fact. You see, there was no other reason why this greatest gift which came to earth was here other than his love for you and me. And should you forget that, John chapter 3 and verse 16 says to us, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. So the reason that this greatest gift came to earth was because he loved you and he loved me and we weren't even here at the time. Yet we were on his mind when he was on the cross. You see, time is a man's construct. It has no boundary or constraint on God. Jesus is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost all wrapped in one. And when God sent his Son to die on the cross of Calvary and he gave that gift to earth, what distinguished him not only was his love for you and me, and his sinless life was that when they placed him in the grave, death could not hold him. The grave had no victory. And on that third and glorious morning, he rose again victorious over hell, death, and the grave. That's a priceless, priceless gift. And so you would begin to think something so priceless, something so rare, Something so beautiful. How could I obtain that gift? For I would never have that kind of money. I would never have that kind of heritage. I would never have that kind of ability to deserve such beauty, such rarity, such power, such a gift. But then that love of God is shed abroad in our hearts that reminds us it's free. You see, this scripture in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 tells us that the gift is free and that we have nothing in it. And so we can have nothing to do with earning it. But it's his grace that gives that gift to us. It's not of works. You see, he knew if we had something in it, being sinful man, we would have failed. We would lose it. We would mess it up. But that just isn't the case. For it's his grace, his love that's shed abroad in our hearts that allows us to have this gift of salvation that's free to all who just will believe. 
The Bible says in Titus chapter 3 and verse 5, it's not by works of righteousness which we have done. Again, we've got nothing in it. But it's according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. His mercy, he saw that we had a sin debt that we couldn't pay and that he was the only one and the only way to pay it. You see, many of you have been deceived by the devil and believe there are plenty ways to get to heaven. But I have news for you, there isn't. The Bible says in John chapter 14 and verse 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If there was some other way, God would not have taken his son and explained to him that you are the way. And Jesus, when he went to the garden and said, Lord, if there be some other way, let this cup pass from me. But there was no other way. And so God gave his only son to die upon the cross of Calvary for your sins and mine. What does he require of thee to receive this gift? He requires that you believe in him. He requires that you trust in him. He requires that you receive him. It requires no pedigree. It requires no money. It doesn't require any certain behaviors. But I promise you that when you place your trust in Christ, there will be a change in your behavior. The old man man will be cast out and new things will become new and a holiness that will spring up within you as the Holy Spirit guides you, leads you, and teaches you and comforts you will certainly produce an outward appearance of an inward change. But the Bible says that in Romans chapter 10 and verses 9 through 10 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Further explains, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. He requires you to believe in him with your whole heart. It's more than an intellectual knowledge, and some of you that are listening to this message are 18 inches or so from salvation, because you get it in your head. You understand that Jesus came to seek and to save those which were lost. You get it that Jesus died on the cross of Calvary, but you just can't put your faith and trust in it. It's very similar to being in a room with a door. And suddenly the room catches fire. And you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you get up and turn that door handle and walk through that door, that you will be saved from the fire. Yet for some reason you don't act upon that faith. And you stay in that room knowing the way of escape and understanding what it would take in order to get out of that room and that fire. Yet you choose not to enlist that knowledge and place your trust in that doorway. You see, that's how salvation is for many of you. You get and understand the process, but something in your heart won't allow you to act upon it. But I promise you that you must act upon it. You've got to believe in your heart. And I promise you that you don't have to change anything. The Lord will change all that about you once you come to him. Don't worry about cleaning yourself out or up in order to receive Jesus. I promise you that when he comes in and he cleans the inside of you, he'll also change the outside. 
And that's why in Romans chapter 10 and verse 10, he says, For with a heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. That inward change causes you to begin to speak of him. And it's more than just that intellectual knowledge. It's a life-changing experience where you put your hope and your faith in Christ. And things change. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 and verse 13, he says that for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The good news about this is that you're a whosoever. The point to ponder in this message is that salvation is a free gift. And it's the gift that keeps on giving. And it's the only gift that will get you from here to heaven. Your intellect won't. Your money won't, your heritage won't, your occupation won't, your worldly fame won't, but your trust in Jesus will. My question to you is what is keeping you from receiving this free gift that is necessary for eternal life? Thank you all for joining us today for this program of Woman at the Well Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by our program today, and we encourage you to share your prayer requests or testimonies or any feedback that you have. And you can visit us online at womanatthewellministries.org, where you will find devotions and many additional Bible resources to enhance your daily walk with God. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. If you are interested in partnering with Woman at the Well Ministries, please feel free to email us or write to us at Woman at the Well Ministries, P.O. Box 875, Milton, West Virginia, 25541. We would also like to thank the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us play their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your thoughts and your prayers, and you are all in our prayers. Remember that God loves you, and you are loved. Have a wonderful and blessed day in the Lord.